Welcome to another edition of the You Dealt With Me What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is the one, the only, the Matt Canada revived offense, the Lord John Arkin. What's up, everybody? What is up, indeed? This is a, uh, this is going to be a, kind of up and down podcast um yeah. wait who's that walking through the door right now well well hold on dude i heard you talking about an up and down podcast brother and uh it was kind of like when i body slammed andre the giant in the silver dome brother in front of 200 bazillion hulkamaniacs that was a roller coaster dude oh well uh i forgot to mention that uh hulk is a big Steelers fan, and after we won this Sunday, he decided he wanted to come on and say a few things. Yeah, and thanks for having me. You know, I was taking my vitamins and saying my prayers, and uh, just like all the Steeler maniacs out there in the Steel City, dude, they uh, pulled it off, and I had to come on here and just say a few things like, you know, let's go. Wow. Very, <laughs> very wow. encouraging words by the Hulkster right there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you might be uh, coming back to kind of maybe give us a few more takes from this game. Um, but thanks. Thanks for stopping by. And we'll see you a little bit later, Hulk. Uh, so, obviously, Hulk spoiled it, but the Steelers won. And we got a lot to take away from that game. Was it a really a revived Matt Canada offense? Or was it just we had two weeks to prepare and we'll never have that again? And... We'll go back to the same offense. We'll talk about that. Um, some somber news from the MMA world, both tragic and, well, tragic, but we'll jump into that. And then it, uh, it's been a long time coming, but we're bringing back the king of cringe this week, and uh, you won't want to miss that. But we'll jump right into the MMA stuff to get that out of the way before we get into football news. One of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh, it was my first UFC fight ever. I went and saw in Vegas. Anthony Rumble Johnson has passed away at the young age of 38. Um, he was dealing with a lot of health issues. Uh, starting last year, you know, he tweeted out some things about how, you know, it's the worst he's ever felt in his life, and he wishes he could say more, but he was just dealing with some things. And I think some of the reports this year sounded like he might even come back to fighting this year. So it seemed like things were looking to be back on the up and up. But unfortunately, uh, he ended up succumbing to his illness and passed away. And I I think it just hits the MMA world hard just because this was a guy that kind of got lost when he was at um, heavyweight. He started out as a heavyweight, which is crazy, mm-hmm. um, that he was able to cut down to light heavyweight. And have the run that he did but you know his heavyweight career was kind of all over the place kind of fizzled out 
and then revitalized himself at the light heavyweight and just kind of took that division by storm. Um, I mean, this guy, this, I, I don't know how he didn't kill anyone. <laughs> some of those shots. I mean, he knocked Glover to share out in 14 seconds and he wasn't a spring chicken. And, you know, he was running through the division, Alexander Gustafsson, you know, he, he was going through fight. the who's who. And, you know, it's unfortunate because the fight I was going to was supposed to be him and John Jones. And then, um, you know, John Jones decided to throw himself through a plate glass window like a coward, <laughs> AKA, <laughs> AKA Marty Jannetty did something out of the title shot. Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately for Rumble, you know, he kind of stepped in there against Koimei, who was the kryptonite to his style, I would say, because, uh, you know, outside of Cormier, Rumble has kind of had his way with everyone in that division. Uh, and even in that fight, like, I mean, he had him rocked, but once Daniel Cormier got a hold of his leg after some of those head kicks, I mean, he mm-hmm. just kind of wore him down. He wore him. I mean, Cormier is a big guy. He's a wrestler. Um, you know, he eventually fought his way back to the title fight, but he just, you know, by the time he got to that second title fight, you know, he was kind of checked out. He was wanting to start his venture into the cannabis business, CBD, marijuana, whatever. And, you know, for him, good for him, you know. <laughs> he put his body through a lot, took a break, and kind of thought his MMA career was over, came back, had a fight in Bellator, won that one. That's, like I said, when the health issues started taking over. And, you know, in terms of the MMA world, you never heard anyone say a bad word about him. Um, when I was in Vegas, I sat next to this lady that knew him. Uh, they went to college together and like they stayed friends after that, through that. Um, and she just ranted and raved about the character of the guy. So that was really cool to get to sit next to her. And um, It's just, just unfortunate. He never, never got to hold the title either of them. And, and obviously in Bellator, he would have had a good shot with his skill set, but wasn't there like a rumor of him going to bare knuckle boxing or am I just thinking of somebody else? Cause I think we saw that. I could be wrong. I could be thinking of somebody else, but I think that, I think that was a rumor before he went to Bellator. Yeah. So yeah. I think originally it was supposed to go back to that. You know, there's also a rumor that he was coming back to fight John Jones. Yeah, you know, there's, there was a lot of, a lot at the time that he signed with Bellator. Um, which I think makes more sense for a guy that, you know, has shown that like at any time you could be willing to step away. Like in the UFC, there's just a lot of pressure and you don't really want to deal with that. If you're a guy that's kind of one foot in, one foot out, Bellator, you can kind of get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Ryan Bader became a champion over there when he couldn't even sniff gold in yeah, UFC. So, right. He, I mean, A lot of people are going to probably talk about Michael Chandler and his success in the UFC, but he really only beat Dan Hooker. So, I mean, um, you know, obviously he's fought the who's who in that division, but between Gaethje and Oliveira and now Chandler Poirier. But, I mean, it's cool that he goes out there and can put on a show, but he hasn't beat any of the top guys. And uh, I just, I was, 
good good for people to know like the skill gap between Bellator and the UFC. I, a lot of people want to say, well, if Gegard Musashi came back, he would be a killer over at the UFC. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. uh, the reason why the UFC is where they're at and Bellator is where they're at. <laughs> you never know when the Bellator is having a fight and they're like, oh, they fought this weekend. Cool. Um, right. I want to know how to find it if I wanted to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, there's a lot of things going on right when, right before he signed with Bellator. I said the rumor was he was going to come back and fight John Jones. Then I forget who was supposed to be fighting Bare Knuckle, but there was someone that was supposedly going to sign up and fight him in Bare Knuckle, which would have been crazy. <laughs> fighting fighting Rumble with no gloves on. No. That's a death sentence. I'm saying, well, I mean, been the first guy to <laughs> kill somebody. Kill someone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, you don't want to get punched by those big old soup bones. Like, if he's tagging people out with one punch with gloves on, I mean, you're, I yeah, he was scary, dude. Like, the Francis and Ghana before Francis and Ghana was around. He, yeah, he was Francis and Ghana of the lightweight division. I mean, all it took was one punch. Yeah, he was such, he was really an exciting fighter, too. So, I mean, it's just a, just, I don't know, whenever you would see him on the card, you know it was going to be a short but exciting fight. So, um, it, yeah, I would sucks. compare it to like Mike Tyson back in the day. Like, you paid knowing that like you're probably only watching one minute, but <laughs> you just had it. to see it yeah. yourself. Like, you just had to see it live. You didn't want to watch replay. You know, it, it was one of those attractions. It's like Ronda Rousey. I remember watching her early fights and it'd be like, she's going to break this girl's arm. And mm-hmm. she went out there and did it. And you were just like, how? Like, how does she always tell? Of course, she ran into Holly Holmes. And it was the same thing with Rumble. I mean, yep. you just, it was just this thing you saw and you just couldn't believe that it was happening every time. Everyone knew it was coming and they couldn't do anything about it until obviously, you know, like I said, unfortunately, instead of getting John Jones, who would have been a better style matchup, he ended up going against Cormier. And like, like I said, he had him rock. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get him out of there. and Cormier went to his bread and butter. And, I mean, not a lot of people can stand up to Cormier's wrestling. Uh, the guy's, the guy, I mean, he's good at it. That's what he does. He make you uh, wear him like a coat. <laughs> That's what literally yeah, what yeah, he yeah. do. He's, he's <laughs> like, all right, strap me up like a backpack. I'm going for a ride. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, pretty much. That's sad, though, man. Uh, yeah. No, uh, it's one of the things you just always wonder what could have been with that guy if you know he never lost his focus or just kind of lost his passion for the sport it's unfortunate he went away for so long and came back and only to get sick after you know having a fight he won same thing knocked the guy out like breaking my heart so, dude i mean he was one of the good ones <laughs> yeah. yeah like i said never said a bad word in his press conferences no one ever said a bad word about himself this is just tough but, you know, rest in peace, Rumble. Prayers out to your family. Um, True. And just, uh, just remember to always appreciate what you have because, I mean, like I said, he was only 38. So a couple of years uh, older than us, man. <laughs> so, uh, that's crazy. Jumping into the tragic but less tragic news. Uh, <laughs> obviously, 
Arsenio lost to Pereira. And, you know, I've heard a lot of crazy things going out there about... I've, I've seen the rumor that Pereira apparently has talked about retiring because all he wanted to do was be easy and take the title from him. <laughs> apparently, apparently, for whatever reason, this guy just... I, I saw something where right before the last round, he said he was going to kill him. Um, you know, so whatever reason, Pereira just doesn't like Adesanya. Just had that out from him. And I didn't say it. You know me. I was blessed this weekend. I got to watch the fights live with the Luchador kid. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we got to watch a fight. So it was like this awesome thing. But. Uh, I didn't bring it up to him at the fights, but I just remember watching Izzy's walkout. You know, less he came out as the Undertaker. Yeah. He had his dance squad with him. Like he did, he's always had like a, and he kind of came into this one serious, no like dancing, no like gimmicks. Just walked out there. Um, so you can tell, like, I was saying, yeah, like he was taking this one <laughs> to the heart. And, the judges had him all they, after the scorecard. He was up three to one, and was handling his business. He got his first takedown ever in the UFC in this fight. Mm-hmm. You can just tell, like he came in with a plan. Um, unfortunately, just he watch rewatching the fight. He throws a late kick, and when he he gets checked, and he goes a step back, and he. Looked like he stepped on his own foot, so like I don't know if he just did more damage to his leg. Um, kind of hampered his movement. Ends up getting clipped. Um, it's a tough job being a UFC ref. Uh, you're watching this guy swinging. Um, he didn't do the traditional just throw your hands up, which I get why because a lot of the times you throw your hands up, you can't see what's coming at you. Uh, referees sometimes just think you're turtling up because you're, <laughs> you're taking too much damage. Um, it, it's a tough job, but you just hate to see a fight go out when, you know, right after he stops it, you know, he throws his hands up. So, like, he's clearly there in some capacity to know that, like, what are you doing? I'm not, I'm not, um, I thought it was early. I thought it was early too. I, Oh man, <laughs> he he's on an eight fight win streak as a champion. Um, it's the fifth round. You know, it's it's different if he's taking this kind of punishment when Pereira is fresh in the second. And I guess you could make the argument too that like if Izzy's fresh and like it's better for him too. But you know, watching the replay, yeah, some of the shots landed. He made some of them miss. I just think you gotta give the champ the benefit of the doubt there that like. For Pereira to win, you want him to win without, you know, a question of a doubt. Um, yeah. Especially if you're paying good money, which they were in New York. Uh, yeah. Obviously in Madison Square Garden, like the last thing you want to do is end kind of on a schmodge finish. And, you know, credit to Pereira for going out there and, you know, fighting his heart out in the fifth round after getting clowned for two rounds straight. Um, nah, you know, maybe... Dude. I'm just maybe uh maybe you know part of his on Adesanya looked like he took the fourth round off like maybe he should have been putting his foot on the gas pedal that round. Isn't that the same ref I that ref him in Kelvin Gaslam's fight? Like, Wait, is it in Kelvin? 
Yeah. No, uh, they don't. I don't think they fought. Is is he in Calvin Gaslam? Like where? Oh, like Calvin a... Gaslam. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry for some reason I was thinking Calvin Katara. Sorry, that's oh. my fault. No, um, like, I think uh, so. I feel uh, like that was. But like, um, like you, I don't know. Like, but we've seen Izzy like, like uh, go to the limit with somebody, and I didn't feel like the ref stopped that fight. So like, but like you said, like you got to give the champ like the benefit of the doubt or let him like prove that he's a champion. And it didn't seem like, I just think, I just think it was an early stoppage, man. Like, like you agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I just, <sighs> it's just tough though. You know, like you said, it's just tough, but. I mean, as a ref, like you're damned if you, damned if you don't. And cause like, let's, let's say, you know, we're saying it's early stop. Let's, let's say prayer lands like one shot flush, knocks him out cold. And then people are like, Oh, you gotta stop that fight. You can't let him like da da da. Mm-hmm. I think I still stand based on what I saw. If he gets caught in a clip, then I'm like, oh yeah, that sucks. But mm-hmm. you know, he was intelligently defending himself. Right. You know, at one point it looks like he fell, but like I said, is that because of his leg? Because I don't it didn't seem like it was a shot that made him fall. It just seemed like he lost his footing. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I'm more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt if ref let it go and he gets clipped and like gets knocked out flush like mm-hmm. yes yeah, sucks but from what i saw he's intelligently defending himself you know he right. just putting his hands up trying to like because once you do that you can't see the punches coming from the side or right. there's an opening in the middle like you're just basically praying that you come to it before he catches you yeah and when you're trying to bob and even dodge and duck and um he he never once went for the desperate like try to tackle a guy and bring him down right you know? right you know a move again another move you see from people that are like on the way out like just grab something hold on for dear life like he didn't do that i you just i i, I just don't know what else to say about it i mean it's just it's just unfortunate because now you got all these people saying like you can't beat this guy, you can't do this and that. But then, I, I mean, he clearly was winning three to one. Man, he probably would have lost that one round. Went out, still won three to two. Um, mm-hmm. Unless somehow they end up getting like a ten eight out of that round for Alex, and then you know a draw. But uh, I don't know. I just it's just unfortunate. There's seems like there's always always like these questionable things I mean the main events have just kind of been cursed because you had you know Yair and Ortega and with uh yeah Ortega like separating his shoulder uh the Calvin Cater I forget who he just fought but that was like the same thing ended up separating his shoulder it's, it's always tough when like these fights are and this one at least went five rounds but and it wasn't like a freak injury but it's just mm-hmm. it's you know it's not like when leon edwards knocked out Usman and like you're like oh man like, it was wild <laughs> oh yeah i it's still someone about it, dude. someone posted what was a someone posted what was a better comeback the prayer one or the, oh leon god like, <laughs> leon edwards like, easily how, dude <laughs> how, they're not even in the same stratosphere because like we're not talking about like oh the ref stopped the fight here <laughs> they didn't give Usman a chance for cover i mean dude was Dude I had no idea what he was. I think, I think 
uh, the interview I saw with Usman, he, he said he didn't realize what happened until he woke up in the ambulance. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was awake before that. So right. He said when he like realized he was in the ambulance, he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> oh, obviously, man. Adesanya wasn't in that case. Like, I I don't know. People are just so reactionary, and yeah, you know, I think a lot of people just don't like. Izzy's kind of taking some fights, not taking some fights off, but like he definitely realizes where his competition level is and kind of plays it safe at times and right. tries to avoid, you know, doing the stuff that got him there. Like he hasn't had a war like he did with Calvin Gaslam. Um, hasn't really had, I mean, like I said, it was. Costa, like he clowned him. Obviously, the video of him, yeah, you know, giving him the business from behind. Out, <laughs> out. Uh, uh, yeah, Vittori, another one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Paula. Shout out for Paula. Like he, he's come a long way. His, his Twitter is a must follow. If you're not following him on Twitter, uh, it's Paula Costa Brochana Brochina Brochina. Yeah, just give that page a follow. It's gold. <laughs> oh, it says called Braun Strowman's or whatever his name was. Uh, Adam Shear, yeah, oh, CYN or whatever. That that was another. You just, just had to laugh at it, but that's um, <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know. I obviously, I, if Izzy wants it, you got to run it back. Um, if Izzy decides he wants to take some time off. Uh, the last time he got knocked out by Alex in kickboxing, uh, his coach made him take a year off. We'll see if they do that again. He obviously didn't get knocked out this time. Mm-hmm. Technically a TKO. So we'll see. Um, Izzy obviously already said he wants to run it back and then fight him one more time for the rubber match and like prove that Alex isn't his boogeyman. Like this, this, this was a fluke. Um, Oh shit. Which let's look at the facts, okay? If if Izzy took Alex down, there's a number of wrestlers right now chomping at the bit. You know, Whitaker was on his country's wrestling team. Um Hazmat's already trying to come up and fight him. You know, you got all these wrestlers that are like, oh crap, if Izzy can do that, like for me, all I gotta do is like avoid the big shot, go in, take him down. Um, and it's not like Izzy took him down and he got right back up. I mean, he, I mean, maybe Izzy had this like secret wrestling ability that he just refuses to show up. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. He was in kickboxing before he came to UFC. Right. But uh, let's face it, the UFC cupcake is scheduled to try to get this fight. And if you're the UFC, like it paid off for you, obviously, because the ref did step in and stop it early, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if he beats Pereira, like I I don't know what else there is for him in that division. Um, you know, obviously Sean Strickland was on his way up, and then he got lazy and yeah, uh, went away from wrestling. Um, I think Benil Darius is in that division, so obviously Benny <laughs> Benny deserves a shot at this point. Let's take a quick look at the, the middleweight. Uh, yeah, middle 
Asenia, Whitaker, Cannoneer, oh no. Uh, Dariush is in um, Lightweight? Yeah, Lightweight. Sorry, I was way off on that. Um, yeah, I mean, in that division, it's Adesanya, Whitaker, Cannonier, Vittori, Brunson, Paul Acosta, Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson, Darren Till, Kevin Gaslam. I mean, Justice Duplessis, who I think is fighting Darren Till in his first comeback fight. Point, the point being is, it's, I mean, once if Adesanya would have held on for two more minutes, three more minutes, whatever it was, like, it's not really a fight to make for him again. You beat Vittoria twice, you beat Whitaker twice, just beat Cannoneer, so Cannoneer's got to fight someone, uh, even get in the rematch conversation. I don't think he's fought Derek Brunson. If they fought, it was early. Uh, Jack Hermanson, again, another one. I don't think they ever fought. I thought he was trying to get that John Jones fight after or... Shit, John, right? Jones, John Jones can even get a heavyweight fight. I mean, he's been a heavyweight for two years now. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't. So, yeah, it's tough. That's, if you're the UFC, the best case scenario, because now you got the rematch, it writes itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, unless Izzy ends up taking some time off for a while, and then, like I said, it's <laughs> prayer, prayer's in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. Victoria can wrestle. He's not the best, but he can wrestle. Uh, Whitaker obviously can wrestle. Sometimes Strickland can wrestle if he doesn't get in another. Uh, he's going to have to win a match anyway, so there's no reason to talk about him. Um, so, yeah, you got Bronson, who's a wrestler. Victoria's that's a wrestler. Whitaker's a wrestler. Hazmat Shamayev's trying to come up and wrestle him since Kobe won't sign a contract to fight Hazmat. And Kamaro and Leon are kind of holding up the division until March. So, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be shocked if Alessandro takes some time off. I wouldn't be shocked if Whitaker and Kennedy are rematch and Hazmat jumps in, jumps both of them because Kobe won't put his name on a piece of paper. Um, I, I could see Kobe going against Belial. Both guys got pillow fists and it just come down to wrestling, wrestling. Um, that would be a fun one. Belial Gilbert Burns, maybe. I can't, Kobe won't fight Cosmo. I can't see him fighting Gilbert. Um, so yeah. It, Hosma, I. I would love to see him fight Belial, but I don't know if that fight gets made. I think for Hazmat, it's either Colby or the championship in his head. Um, right. But again, I, I, I don't know if he wants to wait. Because Usman and Leon fight in March, like was rumored, you know, you want to get a title shot there until probably July? Maybe. Maybe. So, yeah. Maybe. So, possibly, possibly. Lightweight's interesting too, though, with Dustin just being Michael Chandler. Uh, Gaethje's taking time off because I think he had eye surgery. 
I think it was our no nose surgery. He finally got his nose fixed. Um, he said he wasn't going to get fixed after his MMA career, but he said he's got. I think he said he wanted to get it fixed and have one more fight and call it a career, or get it fixed and have one more run. Mm-hmm. So basically, fight till he loses. Um, Charles Oliveira said he's taking time off, so I guess you either got Benil Dustin or Benil Islam. Well, Islam's fighting um, Volkanovski. That's right. So yeah, I guess I guess Dustin Poirier, Benil Darius is the number one contender probably then. I don't know. A lot of good, a lot of fun stuff going on in the UFC right now. Good, good. That's what I like. Some exciting fights. Yeah. But I we know why most of you fans here. Thanks for sticking with us, Germany. You're all <laughs> here. Because the black and gold finally pulled off the improbable victory against the Andy Dalton led Saints, baby. I mean, and once again, we finally, we finally get to hear that Tabla Dow has beaten every team in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stick that in your pipe, Tomlin haters. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> got that monkey out of his back. He's lucky that it's Andy Dalton. That's true. Well, who else is going to be out there? Jameis Winston. Probably would have Jameis, had four interception, interceptions. Jameis Lobster Finger <laughs> Winston. You mean crab legs? Yeah. Crab legs, yeah, crab legs. Did you say did you say lobster fingers, bro? <laughs> I don't know. He did like the W. Uh, yeah. Eating a W. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess where, where do we want to start with this one? Uh... I'm just let's just jump into it, man. Um, Obviously, I think what the opening drive, the opening drive fizzled out. Was that how the first one went? Like we we moved the ball, but then I think we had a punt. And I don't even yeah. remember, man. So yeah, the first drive, like we got a couple first downs. Um, obviously, the Saints dropped a pick. I think right off the bat. Um, they gave us a few penalties to extend it, but then ultimately we had a punt. And then TJ Watt just like game wrecker. That's man. right. That's right. So we, we got a couple first down. Um, Harvin has a pretty good punt for him because we had him pinned pretty far back in their their, ter- their zone. And TJ just comes in and just like wrecks him that first drive. It's like, oh, well, shit. He's back, this man. This is what the defense is. Yeah, this is what the defense has been missing. Holy moly! It's fucking night and day, dude. Literally, because <laughs> I think he had tackles on the first two plays, and that's when I made the joke that he's so good. He got Spillane playing good in coverage, uh, which obviously didn't last the whole game. Because, <laughs> Fuck no, it didn't. Yeah, he got fucking torched by Johnson all the way to the end zone. It was like the one game where they. That uh, was it the Eagles or the Bills that just kept attacking poor Trell Edmonds? Like they like where's Trell Edmonds? I throw it to his side. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's rough seeing Spillane. Why why did he play so many snaps? Was Miles Jack injured? Because I know he was out there, dude. They said he was. Yeah, everyone said he was dressed, but I'm guessing he must not have been 100. 
Right. And so it was one of those, like, if this becomes a 17-20 game, like, Miles Jack's going out there for that last drive. Yeah. But as long, as long as the Steelers can keep their distance, you know, we'll we'll keep old Splane out there. Because, um, I mean, he's really only good in run coverage. And, you know, Calvin Alvin Kamara had eight carries of 26 yards. Jordan Howard, who I didn't even know was still in the league, had one carry for one yard. Uh, you know, Chasen Hill had three carries for one yard. Dalton had three carries for one yard. So uh, running-wise, it's crazy to think that we held Alvin Kamara to 26 rushing yards and 19 receiving. Yeah, okay. it's just crazy, man. Normally we're expecting like a Tomlin, um, like a – team that has time to prepare a Tomlin led team and it doesn't really they don't really do anything but this week they just it just seemed like they had all the answers on defense part of you know part of that could be because we actually had a run game and yeah we won the time of battle 38 minutes 56 so 39 minutes to 21 minutes basically um I like that they rotated uh, Warren and Najee. You know, it seemed like because normally, like, Najee is, like, the workhorse, like, premier back in the system. But, like, it seemed like they divvied up the, the carries. So, you having both guys be somewhat fresh whenever they would go out there. And it was just yeah, phenomenal man. to see, man. <laughs> like, Najee had 20 carries and Dalen had nine. That, that was refreshing. Uh Warren had three catches for 40 yards. So, um, Najee had one target, which was the one he dropped in the end zone, or basically in the end zone. That's rough. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that was kind of the story of the offense missed throws. And, yeah, Kenny was really I mean, shaky, right? In the first half. Yeah, that first half, like, I, was it the first half he got up limping after getting a sack? I, I mean, think it might have been the second half. I think. To be fair, to be fair, he sacked six times. So I mean, I'm sure at some point he got those happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't blame him, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's just some like he definitely got lucky that the Saints had stone hands all game because he definitely should have had a few interceptions. Um, in the first half, like like you said, I mean, dude was off target, just kind of missing throws. Bad timing. Routine throws. Yeah. Uh, was it one to Pickens across the middle where he kind of threw it behind him? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. But he didn't. He made some pretty good throws too. He was just all over the place. Um, yeah, he had that thirty-six yarder, Deontay. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mean that was a pretty good throw to Najee based on what the where the window he had to throw it. Um, he hit him in both hands, so yeah. it's definitely a catchable ball. It's just unfortunately Najee wasn't able to bring it in. <laughs> Najee's no left bell, that's for sure. I mean, maybe he missed those throws in the middle of the field because he's not used to throwing it there. So it's been a kind of thrown there since you know his senior year of college ball. But true. It was exciting to see them use the middle of the field more of some slants, like just basic yeah. stuff. Like, you know, distribute the ball more. And plus, like you said, like them actually having a running game this week definitely helps you out when you're not having to throw a million times. 
it's amazing what you can do when you have a run game. Yeah. Um, I mean, stat-wise, you know, Kenny was 18 for 30, 199 yards. Nothing that blows your hair back, obviously having no touchdowns. But the big thing was he had no turnover. So um, I just want to make sure he didn't fumble the ball. No, he didn't. Thank God. So, uh, yeah, uh, not having those turnovers, I, again, he could have very easily had turnovers. So I, I guess I don't want to completely say not having turnovers. It was more, again, the luck of the draw that the Saints had to bring their hands on defense. Right. Uh, it just felt it just felt different, though, like offensively. It, Felt like we could have won this game twenty-eight to ten. Uh, obviously, if Nadia gets that, <laughs> actually, if Matthew Wright hits two of his field goals, we win twenty-six to ten. Yeah. Uh, as long as I, I, I think he missed a thirty-nine yarder and a forty-something. Yeah, it was something ridiculous, man. I don't know why, but we've been <laughs> struggling in the red zone <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And it's just well. There's just some stupid fucking plays, though. I'll say it, man. I was going like, to say, it, a lot of our red zone issues come from the play calling. Oh, the Wildcat and Najee? What the hell was that, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. we had talked about it, and you made a post about, like, why would you, like, of all the plays you can run right there, you choose to do that. Like, it just, it was, I I was baffled. <laughs> like, why? Oh, like, man. I would, I would get maybe if the running game wasn't working, maybe getting mm-hmm. creative with it, but you've been pounding it down their throat, just running the ball. So why wouldn't you, if you want to run the ball, run the ball, don't get cute with it. Right. Like I know you're still tickled that your chase Claypool passed a lot, like <laughs> set the Twitter world on fire and probably get a bunch of views, but you don't need to do that when your offense is clicking. Right. Like the reason we had to run that is because our offense wasn't clicking. Um, oh shit! So when things are going good, don't don't get cute. Just do what is working, uh, and do what makes sense. We well, got, got that Pat Fryer move. Good. Sorry, I was just gonna say, um, they had that play where Pickens scored right where it was a jet sweep. Or what was that? Yeah. And they yeah, scored a touchdown actually. there. But like I don't know, but like you I don't know why yet, like you said, like if the offense is clicking, you don't have to keep doing all that fancy stuff, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a touchdown I, out of it. So I mean they I believe Matt Canada wholeheartedly when he says they don't know how to use players in this offense because the end zone, Pat Friday moves in the middle of the field is a terror for defense. Mm-hmm. He just is. He's a big guy, he's got good hands. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty reliable out of everyone on the team. Only one I would say is more reliable is George Pickens right now. Thanks. Just have him run straight up, box out his defender, and just fling the ball into him. I don't know why that's so hard. I don't know why we haven't tried it. I don't know, like <laughs> what. But instead, we're gonna have him run and do an in-out pattern and try to hit him. And on and the side of the end zone. Yeah, you know that. who would be, you know who would be good at that route, George Pickens. 
He tried it. He, I mean, he did try it the one time and fell, but I mean, that's going to happen. Okay. Like, let's, let's be honest. Like, people fall in the end zone all the time. Like, Dante Johnson falls a is. lot. <laughs> yeah, dude, out there on ice gets 10% of the time. Uh, but again, if you want to throw that pass that you're throwing to Pat on the side of the end zone, you throw it to George Pickens. The guy catches everything. Who's a planet out there with a gravitational pull. If he can reach out and touch it, he's going to catch it. Inbounds, out of bounds. As long as pick, as long as pick it keeps him inbounds, he's going to bring it in. Sticky bandit. And instead, we have zero targets to him. It feels like in the red zone. Yeah, I just didn't understand yeah. it. I, like I just don't get why it's so hard. You'll throw it to Deontay all day, who drops everything in the red zone, especially in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do That's all these true. cute wildcat plays, but I mean, even even on that jet sweep, you know, it was Pickens' vision that saw the opening. He was supposed to keep running to the outside. He saw the opening in the middle and was like, "Oh, going to take it." <laughs> so, I mean, the guy's clearly got a head for football. It's just why we don't use him there. I, dude had four targets all game, two in the first drive, uh, and then I think the rest were on the last drive. Jeez. They got to like, use that I, guy I, more, man. It's crazy. And that's literally why they got rid of Chase Claypool was to incorporate more George Pickens. And... <laughs> like they were going to. <laughs> yeah. Two catches on the first try, that's a record for him. <laughs> man, well, I mean, uh, they were talking about, you know, addition by subtraction of moving Claypool. So hopefully, like you said, like hopefully this is a trend like moving forward where they're actually being more diverse, but um, actually producing. And it's not just a one hit, a one week wonder because <coughs> it seems to go that way sometimes for the Steelers. You're not wrong. I mean, look, next week we have the Falcons who are giving up tons of points to everybody. So Bengals. again, or Bengals, sorry. Um, but even they, you know, they've been spotty this year. It's not like they're setting the world on fire themselves. Um, their last couple of games. That oh, that's a three twenty five game. No Jamar Chase. Yeah. Allegedly. Who knows? They also said Minka wasn't going to be playing in that game, but now there's like a lot of optimism that he's going to be out there. I guess he wanted to go against the Saints, but Tomlin kept him out, which is a good move. But like, I guess he's, you know, chomping at the bit to go against the Bengals again. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him and TJ out there against those guys, especially with no Jamar Chase. It would be nice to see Kenny Pickett out dual Joe Burrow, but I mean, that's wishful thinking. But who knows, man? <laughs> Crazier things have happened. So, again, I guess they're wearing their color rush uniforms too. So, that's always a, a nice a nice thing to see on the field. Yeah. I mean, looking at the Bengals schedule, I mean, they have up 21 to Carolina, 32 to Cleveland. 26 to the Saints, 20 to us week one. So, I mean, it's not a deep – like, I'm pretty sure the Saints have 
been better um, I think, defensively altogether. Yeah, I think they have like I think the Saints had like the set the sixth best pass defense at that time. I could be wrong. It could just be a mystery. Maybe it's twelfth. Uh, I don't know. I'm terrible right now. So, uh, so it'd be a good barometer to see like where this offense is at. If it was a just lucky we came off a bye week with two weeks to prepare for the Saints, or are the Steelers really figuring out doing things differently in training camp mm-hmm. or training camp practice? You know, right. keep, every week seems like every week they talk about how they all had a meeting and everything's all good now. They hash everything out, but I think this Sunday will be a good test. I mean, defensive wise, like you said. Said they're missing Jamar Chase, so you're really game planning around Higgins, um, Hayden Hurst, I guess, and True Boyd. Right. Obviously, Mixon Mixon had 153 yards against Carolina, but outside of that, his best game was 82 against us, Week One, uh, 78 against Baltimore. But I mean, he's been a mostly 50 50 yard in the 50s. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really hasn't done anything too crazy this year, so definitely a winnable game. But I think again, I think it's going to come down to this offense. Like, can we replicate, you know, another big game by the run game? How about um, can you pick it and not put all this pressure on him? I hope so, man. Again, even defense-wise, like, <coughs> excuse me, um, defense-wise, was it just one of the things where they had time to prepare and, like, they just really, I mean, the fact that the Saints only had 29 rushing yards, that seems a little bit crazy to me, a little bit of an anomaly, if you will. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with our team, you know, having Ogan Joby back and T.J. Watt helps, obviously, a lot. Um but again, you know, we, we had time to prepare for the Bucks and they schemed up something pretty good for that game. But then we've also been slacked by the Bills. We've been slacked by the Eagles. <coughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I will see where that stands. All right. Let's yeah. replicate that success on defense. You got any uh, final scores for that one? Prediction? Uh, 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 let's say 24 20. Steelers, uh, what is it? This one is this one in Pittsburgh? I think it might be because the first one was in Cincinnati, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll give it to the Steelers 24-20. I hope you're right, man. I want to say that I was agree with that score. I think it's going to be a close I'm going one. going to give us a benefit of the doubt. The offense is clicking. It's going to start clicking. Um, the Bengals don't really strike fear into you like they did last year. I mean, obviously, without Jamar Chase, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 
No. We, no. Week one against them, our best rusher was Chase Claypool, so. But... <laughs> Ooh, that's fine, man. I'm sure they'll well, get those plays George Pickens. Who are, our prayers will be answered. Thoughts and prayers. There you go. Okay, so we beat them 23-20, obviously, week one in overtime. I can see it being the same score. Obviously, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to throw four interceptions again, but I think defensively we can get after them. Um, since today's O-line still isn't that great, do I think we'll get seven sacks again? Probably not. But um, Joe Burrow's obviously showed time and time again you can get after him. He was sacked six times against the Cowboys after us. Um, Alvin Joby seems like he's back. He's healthy. So just a lot of, a lot of things to feel good about um, going into the game. But we got sacked five times against the Browns, so <clears throat> I don't uh, – Again, I don't see why we can't get after him, get him to the ground. But I don't know. I, I guess this really depends on in this offense. Uh, obviously, again, do I think we're going to hold the Bengals to 29 rushing yards with Perrine and Mixon? Probably not. Um, just because Jamar Chase is out, does that mean that T. Higgins or John Boyd, Tyler Boyd, can't go off and completely right. annihilate us? Absolutely not. We've seen Jacoby Myers do it this year. True. Um, it's kind of steals MO to get torched by somebody that isn't necessarily the number one. So it's true, man. I mean, this this very much could go out there and play out just like the Patriots game, to be honest where Burrow just makes his throws when he has to, and then Mixon and Perrine just kind of run all over us for whatever reason. Or just Joe Mixon. I mean, this very well could be that game, or it's going to be a little bit like week one, but not because we forced so many turnovers, just because we do better at you know keeping the defense off the field all game, and defense makes plays when they have to. So I'm just curious yeah, to see. I'm, sorry, real quick. I'm just curious to see how different the or how Pickett will do against the, that Bengals defense compared to Trubisky. Well, I know, I know, we don't want to talk about it, but I'm just curious to see if it flows any better. I mean, obviously it's a different a weeks difference, but I mean, I just want to see how he reacts to like. A big time rivalry game like that, you know, in, in, in the division. And you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a, wasn't that like his what? first taste, or did he what play was, against the Browns? He, well, uh, did he get, no, he played against, uh... he hasn't played the Ravens yet, man. And that's when, that's where he's going to get some, some hair on his chest <laughs> after playing that game. Uh, no, he did not play the Browns. It was Trubisky. So, so yes, this will be his first taste. 
That's gonna be I mean, that's, it's a lot of pressure, man. That's one thing that that's one thing though too. Pickett could revert back into quote unquote just making rookie mistakes, man. It's growing <laughs> pace. And throw like three interceptions. I mean I mean that I, I feel like if, if it's if the same capitalized on those throws, like who knows? We might be singing a different tune today. I'm tired of saying that song, man. I'm looking, I'm trying to be I'm trying to end the month out happy. I don't want to come on here and next week and be like, we told you so. I came in on Turkey Day. What did to give out Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Now we'll see. So it's the Bengals this week. And is it the Falcons the following week? Is that no, it's the Colts the next week. Oh, so Falcons are after the Colts. Okay. So Thanksgiving is the Thursday before the Colts game. I don't remember when Thanksgiving is, dude. It's the last Thursday of every November, right? Mexican, I can't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't pay attention. I had a rough week, man. <laughs> the one thing to, one thing to consider, JJ. What's that, man? We need to lose three more games so that we can do our no more. Uh, oh, yeah, we do. Under 500 season. Wait, three more games or four? We have to lose three more because there's 17 games now. And we're oh. at three and six. Oh, shit. If, <laughs> if, if we beat the Bengals, like we're predicting 2020 <laughs> to 20. Next up, we have the Jeff Saturday-led Colts. We could surprise a lot of people. Who, uh, they mm. could. I mean, they, they've been good defensively all year. So often it's been a question mark. And uh, mm. Jonathan Taylor's back in the Jonathan Taylor form. Uh, yeah, they got the Eagles this week who almost shit the bed against the Texans two weeks ago and then completely shit the bed last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine if the Colts pull off the uh, victory against the Eagles and they come riding high into the Monday night game against us. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Monday night. It's either Sunday or Monday night, but uh, we got them in primetime television. Imagine oh. if they beat the Eagles coming in 2-0 under Jeff Saturday against us. God. Like, that's not that's not the gimme game that it was looking like. Right. But we'll see. You know, maybe, they, maybe the Colts just got lucky for one game. We'll see. Let's hope that Matt Ryan starts again. Or Sam well, Ellinger. Let's say we... Let's say we beat the Bengals. Hmm. We're now four and six. We still think we beat the Colts <laughs> so at Indianapolis on a Monday. Oh shit! I don't know, dude. I just feel like that's Saturday. Tough to, tough to say without. Tough to say without seeing them against the Eagles. Let's say hypothetically. The Jeff Saturday one game with a fluke. Not a fluke, but like they played the Raiders. Right. Kind of got a good layup game for Jeff Saturday's first game. Let's not forget they were losing going into the fourth quarter. Right. So they could have lost that game. Oh man. So let's say we let's say we then end up beating the Colts five and six. Next up, the Falcons. Oof. I feel like the Falcons are like I haven't followed them a lot, but I just feel like their offense can be like dangerous. Am I wrong on that? 
no, you're not wrong, but their defense. Tell you, let me tell you a little something, something about their defense. They gave up 27 points, 31 points, 23 points, 20, 15, 28, 17, 37, 20, 25. Yeah, but that's like, those are like, that's probably like against like competent offenses. Like we have like just one solid week uh, of offense, you know? So the 37 was against the Panthers. The 25 was against the Panthers. Uh-huh. Uh, the 31 was against the Rams. Uh-huh. 27 was against the Saints. Uh, mm, that could be, that's one that you could, you know, kind of compare to the Steelers, but go on. Um, 35 was to the Bengals, 28 to the 49ers. So, I mean, those are some good offenses, man. <laughs> oh, man. 23 was to the Browns. 20, I mean, I'm just saying, the Rams, Saints, and Panthers, like, that doesn't blow your hair back. But they lost to the Bucks 21 15. Like, obviously, the Bucks weren't, weren't really the Bucks until the last two weeks. Yeah, after Brady got his divorce <laughs> finalized. Saw, saw a lover boy out with, uh, or lover girl out with. Um, some Italian stallion, the the our well, MMA jiu-jitsu instructor. Oh yeah, yep. So now now the dude's playing saucy. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's out there trying to win games, and he knows his ex-wife is getting put in some fucking sleeper holds and some weird gee shit. <laughs> put a new meaning to the rear naked choke, huh? There you go. <laughs> Probably what's happening. That's why he's been like out there angry, just throwing dimey dimes. So shout out to so, shout out to the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Just for the record for all our non-MMA fans, the rear naked choke is a legit move. And it's not actually naked. So well, in this case it probably will it. is. Well, well yeah, in this case, yeah, different. Yeah. In this case. Yeah, I mumbled my right. words right there, but yeah, y'all, y'all feel me. Yeah. So what game? What? So okay, so you're saying that right. we beat the Bengals, right? Yeah, I say we beat the Bengals. I say we beat the Colts. I say we beat the Falcons. And now we are back to six and six. Oh God. Game next game, the Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh, twelve oh, o'clock. So yeah, Lamar's to, number. Ooh, yeah, we do. Especially, yeah, TJ definitely has his number, man. So, man, John, maybe we'll have to but the put Ravens, that champagne Ravens bottle defense, Ravens defense is starting to look more like the Ravens defense, too, though. Especially with the addition of Roquan Smith, or did they get a Quinn? Roquan Smith. Yeah. So, got yeah, him. Like I said, their defense is starting to look more like the Ravens of old. Cal uh, so, uh, Hamilton pick six. I'm calling it. I believe Kenny Pickett's two touchdowns, eight interceptions so far this year. So he's uh he's due for one. And the so, Ravens fans will never let that go, dude. What? Kenny oh, Pickett throws. Yeah, Kenny pick six. Hey, we to be fair. To be fair, we already called it. <laughs> 
was going to happen when we saw that Kyle Hamilton got drafted yeah. and we took Kenny Pickett. So yeah, we we call that since draft day. So <laughs> that is true, dude. Ah, fucking. Man, I, you man. know, what? I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna go ahead and say we lose that game. So I think we lose that game six and seven, especially if we go on a three game win streak. Yeah, still the thing to do is to like choke against your rival. But, but it gets better. The next game is at the Panthers. Mm. Certainly a winnable game. Especially if Baker's starting because he's supposed to start this week because PJ's hurt. But so now we're back to seven and seven with three games left. Man, Steelers are, gonna make, Steelers are gonna make us sweat, man. Thursday night football against the Raiders. Christmas Eve. Ooh, the Immaculate Reception uh, tribute game or whatever ceremony that they're gonna have. I guess, I mean, you you can't lose, right? Uh, you can't lose, dude. You're against the Raiders. Steelers are, thing to do, man. They're falling apart. You got Steelers. Huh? Most the other thing they can do. Yeah, but you have the fucking the legend Franco there. You got all the boys from that game watching you. Dude, They've done it before. Choke. Yeah. Paul Malu's going to show up and make the crowd go crazy. Ryan Chase here might uh, wait Derek, terrible time. Derek, Derek Hart gave that impassioned speech. Uh, who knows? The Raiders might turn the season around after that one. Let's hope not. Balled his eyes out at the podium. Uh, he's a crier. I think we win that game, though. You think so? I think we win that game against all, all – even though everything tells me not to take us, I think we win that game. And you know what that means. We're 8-7, and seven, baby. And then up next, the Ravens again in Baltimore on New Year's Day. And I think we lose that game. So now we're back to eight and eight. I think the Ravens will have something to play for at that point. Um, especially with the Bills not looking as good as they um, need to be. So obviously, playoff spots are going to be in contention. And then we finish out the season against the Browns, right? <laughs> or is Browns the and Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. No, dude. I don't want to lose that game, man, because then we have to hear the Browns fans talk shit the whole offseason, dude. In Pittsburgh. Oh, God. And it would give them the bragging rights, even though they're not going to make the playoffs either. It would give them the bragging rights if they beat us twice this year. Bro, do you really want to deal with that shit all offseason? It doesn't matter what I want to deal with. We 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 always tell you we live in the land of reality, okay? Yeah, reality true. is. Reality what? is. Yeah. They're probably going to beat us. Yeah. yeah. Trump, Hunt, Sean Watson made Amari Cooper look like fucking Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that is true. Effortless. It was effortless for him. That was with Jacoby Brisket throwing the ball around at us. Well, champagne bottles, 
are going to be man popping gotta, out regardless. Gotta wait till the end of January. Gotta wait all the way till January. Uh, it's all right, man. Start of a new year, new beginnings. The same old Steelers <laughs> disappointment that we always have, <laughs> where we're like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to the You Tell Me Pod." Of course, this is the episode where we shit on the Steelers and tell you once again what to expect next season, but nobody listens to us about that i'm sorry but y'all need to know yeah at least our german fans are you know they ride and die with us they know they're probably either they're they're probably uh more i don't know that's probably probably why they listen to us because like all these other american steeler fan bases and media outlets are all like just just trying to be a captain positivity but these guys are out here telling us the truth that's what we need as an overseas fan base we need to know the truth the tell the truth. truth tell the truth and i'm sure whenever we go to munich or whenever the steelers are over there they'll welcome us with open arms like they're in they the are. arms of an angel really they're like what the fuck it's them it's whoa, them whoa whoa Whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll be more than happy to have you on the podcast. So yeah. make sure you uh, DM us or head over that way at uh, you tell me pod one and SSN underscore Steelers. Yeah. Let us know. We'll, we'll link up, hook up. We already met uh, Hank. Yeah, shout out to Hank. One of our biggest fans ever in Angola. <laughs> that was crazy. Met up with him, shook his hand, uh, invited him on the podcast because we always love having guests. So, yeah, we always we always say we're men of the people, and we give the people what they want. So and true, dude. People want to be on the podcast, so just hit us up. We'll be more than happy to have people on. That was a great moment, though. I mean, you're like, oh, that's the Luchador kid. And he's like, ooh, <laughs> like, you got so excited, man. Luchador kid, that's the greatest name of all time. Oh, man, I can't wait to have that guy on. It's going to be fun. So, finally. Maybe someday we'll release our uh, unreleased uh, podcast with Derek the Mange. <laughs> really show, really show people our humble beginnings. Oh my lord, that was years ago, man. We gotta go back into the I, vault for that. I one. think I was gonna say I'm sure Derek still has it, old Mangy. Yeah. Did you was did we do it on your laptop? No, I think we did it on his. It was like in your old apartment, though, right? Like that was. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Like, like I said, humble beginnings, to say the least. So true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, if the fans want it, we'll we'll hunt that baby down. <laughs> we'll hunt that baby down. Oh man! And, uh, and on Champagne Sunday, we will bust that baby out for you. Oh man! Oh, I can't wait, dude. I'm just excited for the future. As we pop bottles and sit back and listen to. Our humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, normally I have a lot more energy, man, but this week has been a killer, killer helping other departments out. So I apologize to all my diehard fans out there that were expecting some zazz after a, a Steeler win, but, you know, sometime life, ha- life happens. <laughs> what? What's that? What? What? Well, let me tell you something, brother. I had a lot of energy in the Silver Dome, dude. With me and the Giant, one-on-one. 
And he looked me in my eyes and I said, no way, brother. And he tried to hit me with that big old iron claw and I picked him up by his bootstraps and I body slammed him in front of all the Hulkamaniacs. Dude, that's the kind of energy <laughs> you need. Oh, Holy oh shit. God, man, like it's to pick me up. <laughs> this guy needed pick me up. We needed. <laughs> I just can't no believe, problem, dude. <laughs> we have such an, an amazing reach, man. Like Hammer Hulk. We had Jesse, the body Ventura early in our, the you know, early days of the podcast. You know, it's just, man. The fact that we were able to get Jesse to record our intro for us. And yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, there you go. Blessed. No days off. Well, as, as we're winding down energy-wise and everything else, we would be remiss if we didn't bring back oh, yeah. the yeah. king <laughs> of cringe. It's back, baby. Woo! There you go. There you go. Well, let's oh. hear it, man. Uh, listen, I guess we haven't had this for a while because we kind of... <laughs> It's kind of got felt bad about kicking Tony Khan and Eddie Kingston around like the piece of trash they are. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, our most favorite fan base, the Philadelphia Eagles, have brought out the cry Eagles cry. Oh, God. <laughs> and I know some people that listen to this think I'm targeting our. Dear friend Ernst. And maybe a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> if you go on social media, it's like all the Eagles fans. So I think before any of our uh, sponsors beat concrete construction or a, a grand design, decide, hey, don't pick on that kid. It's not just Ernst, it's Eagle fans all around the world. Let's, uh, let's get it started. Okay, look. Let's hear it. We brought up earlier. You guys almost lost to the Texans, okay? Mm -hmm. The Texans. If it was anyone else but Davis Mills, you would have gotten embarrassed last Thursday. But instead of taking that as a wake-up call, you guys said, phew, Taylor Hanke and the Commanders. <laughs> Easy, peasy, lemon squeezy, fly, eagles, fly. And boy, after you got that strip sack, go right down and score. Y'all thought, steamroll them, baby. Win, just win. Y'all play to win the game. Well, unfortunately, what you didn't take into consideration is that Heineke took offense to that. He and Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson marched their happy asses right down the field and answered with a touchdown. And you guys were like, oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, they could have one. And then you guys go down and score, and you're like, see, easy peasy lemon squeezy. And Taylor Heineke said, eh, eh. And he put <laughs> the helmet back on and marched his happy ass right back down the field. Oh, now man. we're at 14 to 14. And then the untouchable Jalen Hurts throws an interception. I know you guys want to. Stand up there and blame the referees for everything. The referees didn't throw that. At least I believe it was a strike. Because then our good old buddies, the Washington Commanders, marched right back down the field and put points on the board. 
as they should, as they should. Uh, so now we are sitting at, I know they kicked a field goal before and then they scored on this one after the interception. So you're saying the commanders took their sweaty nuts and just drug it up. <laughs> Drug them all over Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Go down and kick another field goal up 2014, going into halftime. Right after halftime, you guys get the ball. Eagles get the ball. All is going to be right. But you don't do anything. You hold the commanders, they don't do anything. They hold you, you don't do anything. Commanders go down and kick another field goal 23 to 14. Tell me at what point are we blaming the refs? Then you go down and score in the fourth quarter, and it's 23-21. Commanders then have a four-play minus two yards and kick another field goal and go up 26-21. The kicker is you had the chance to get the ball back. With a minute, 49 seconds, Taylor Heineke takes the knee to make you use your last timeout, and Brandon Graham decides he's going to blow him up. He's going to blow him up. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but when you make boneheaded plays like that, guess mm. what? You're going to lose a game. You guys sure. end up losing 32-21. to 21. I don't want to hear about refs. You're 8-0 playing at the time of 4-5 Washington Commanders team with Taylor Heineke. I don't want to hear about refs. You're 8-0. You're supposed to be the 8-0 team. 8-0 teams don't come out flat two weeks in a row. The Texans want a wake-up call for you. You don't deserve to win this game. You have a defense full of killers. You guys give up 26 points. I won't, I won't say 32 because it looked like they scored. I didn't end up watching the game because I couldn't watch you guys blow my parlay. But, well, I, sorry. I watched it up to halftime. I watched your first drive and thought, nope, not going to watch the Eagles. cost me money. So, <laughs> but... 26 points, the Washington Commanders. Let's uh, look at the tail of the tape. They scored 28 points, 27, 8 against you guys, week 3, 10, 17, 12, 23, 17, 20. The 32 points you gave up, they scored the most points they scored against you guys. I'm sorry, I don't you guys just need to accept the loss and move on. No matter what excuses you come up with, you guys have a one next to your name. Does that mean you guys aren't Super Bowl contenders? No. Does it mean you came out two weeks in a row looking like clowns? Yes. Yep. You got lucky. I, I told JJ off the podcast. I said, the only thing more annoying than Eagle fans getting butt hurt about getting called out about their schedule is then acting like they're disrespected because of facts. Well, here's another fact, and you can take this as disrespect. You guys came out and got embarrassed, and it's all your own fault. It's not the refs. It's not God. It's not (laughs) the NFL. It's Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, C.J. Gardner, Darius Slay, and on and on and on. Your team choked and that is why eagle fans you are the king of cringe this week 
<laughs> and uh, go ahead and tell us why we're wrong. I'm sure you say, uh, well, uh, actually, the wood ref was seen helping Taylor Heineke up. And uh, I think Taylor must have slipped him with 20 when he helped him up. And uh, 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 was it fair because uh, there was only like 12 stars out that night? And uh, Jalen Hurt throws better when they're 13. Uh, so even the universe was out to get us. <laughs> but hmm. I'm just going to laugh at you. So don't waste your time. True. We'll just go throw batteries at Santa or watch Rocky and <laughs> we can still do it. You know, whatever. Yeah, they'll probably turn on, they'll probably turn on Rocky at this point. Yeah, now, the, now the Creed movies are out there, they're like, oh, Rocky, that guy is a piece of trash. I saw that guy in the streets. I would whoop his ass. God. Philadelphia. City of love, baby. God. Yeah, well, fuck the Eagles, man. Yeah. Uh, on that note, anything else you'd like to add? No, man, I'm just, I hope that gets that. No, not really, no. <laughs> I've said it all, so let's just hope for a win. On that note, thanks again for coming on this journey with us. Love all y'all. Have a great week. We'll see you uh, on Sunday. Later, everybody. Bye.